What is going on, ladies and gentlemen? This is Thread the Needle Podcast, Episode 4. I am Jared Kelly, brought to my side my co-host, Sean Bruner. Opening it up, I just want to get in that Sixers versus Denver game. Denver's bench, I feel like this really had a big impact on the loss last night, honestly. Denver's bench had 48 points in total to our Sixers that only had 14 points coming off the bench. Yeah, um, the Sixers against the Denver Nuggets, I thought they started off really well. They were shooting really good out of the gates, and their defense just collapsed out of nowhere. And Bones Highland, I never heard of the guy in my life. I know. Just came out against us in the second half and just lit us up. And the Sixers ended up losing this game. Um, they just overall collapsed as a team, I think, in the fourth and just lost. And I, at, in the end, when we had like 11 seconds left, down three, I don't know why Doc didn't call a timeout right there. I mean, Yeah, I don't know, man. Been, and then Georges Niang just forced yeah. up another shot. Like, I think we had at least like three seconds you, left. You had a chance to – draw up a play and you just didn't call a timeout and I think that's what cost the Sixers the game because you had a chance to get a very good shot up and draw a play so yeah and I saw in that replay Tyrese Maxey was wide open but in that situation you're really not thinking so quickly like that so Georges Niang kind of just forced it but as you saw on the replay I mean Tyrese Maxey was open kind of he was kind of on the wing kind of around the top of the key he was kind of open but you know, you're not thinking like that in the heat of the moment. I understand. But, yeah, I don't know why Doc didn't call a timeout and kind of ran a play. Maybe set an off ball and, like, I, I don't know, set Tobias Harris yeah, up or Joel Embiid. Or even James Harden. I mean, James Harden had a pretty good night last night. You know what I mean? He wasn't struggling too much in the field. Like, set somebody up, you know? Yeah, and when the Sixers bench only has 14 points compared to Denver's, like, 50, I mean, it's just not going to get it done. It's honestly. not going to get it done. That's the big deficit of the game. I mean, ultimately, that's why we lost. I mean, personally, that's why I think we did. I mean, you know, when your bench only scores 14 points compared to their 48, I mean, come on. Yeah. All right, so let's shift back to the Orlando game the other night. What did you, what did you see from the Sixers? I mean, personally, for me, I thought that it was a shaky start. To start really, it off. really shaky start. Yeah, and I think by the second half, I thought the Sixers picked it up and they started to play defense really well and they started to take better shots. And Tobias Harris came out, came came up with a really big clutch shot at the end. Absolutely, I mean, I think I believe it was the fourth quarter, and then yeah, it uh, was took us to overtime. And the Sixers got it done in overtime, one sixteen to one fourteen. Um, I thought it was a it was a big second half for the Sixers, and I think that's what helped got uh, helped them get it done at the end. Yeah, ultimately, in the Orlando game, I think we started off really slow, but, you know, we, we, we came out firing on some cylinders uh, after the second half. But, yeah, it was kind of a struggling game from the field goal, uh, ultimately the whole game against Orlando. But I like how we came out in the first half against Denver firing on all cylinders. I mean, we were killing it. Yeah, you know and, what then, I mean? and then we out, just started slowing yeah, down out of nowhere, we half. Out of nowhere, we just collapsed. And I know. Just a bad loss for the Sixers, in my opinion. Absolutely a bad loss. But I just wanted to go over to the game that was last night, Toronto Raptors versus Los Angeles Lakers. Um, I mean, they beat the Lakers 114-103. to 103. I mean, honestly, the Lakers were struggling. They were trying to come back. I mean, they cut the deficit down to 103. They came back. But, I mean, dude, they were up. They were up big time, Toronto. Gary Trent Jr. had 28 points. Pascal Siakam had 27 points and 11 rebounds to get a double-double. Scotty Barnes also had 21 points. On the Los Angeles Lakers end, LeBron James had 30. Still hot. Still getting it done at age 37. Talon Horton Tucker had 20 points. And I just wanted to shed some light over the Toronto Raptors statistics for last night. Ultimately, from the field goal, they shot 40.6%. They had 24 assists in total as a team. And they had 45 defensive rebounds in total. They got it done, Toronto. The Lakers are pathetic. They are. Never, never 
when I saw this team in the beginning of the season, no way did I think that they would be fighting for a playoff spot. <laughs> They're fighting for a playoff spot right now. Never <laughs> did I think that the Lakers would fight for a playoff spot. I know. I, I mean, know. this roster was insane in the beginning of the season. You looked yeah, at it made, on paper. They made all the moves, yeah, in that offseason. I mean, ultimately, Sean, I thought they were going to be looking better than what they're looking right now. I mean, I'm I'm going to be honest, and I'm going to be honest to my words. I mean, I thought they were at least going to be playing better than the nine seed in the Western Conference. I mean, you have Anthony Davis out. I get it. But they were playing bad with everybody in. So True, I don't. Just, so there's no excuse. I mean, they were just a bad team overall. Yeah, and they're still trying to gel as a team. You know what I mean? You still have Russell Westbrook in his slump. I mean, they're they're just trying to glue. And, you know, obviously it's going to take time. I mean, obviously having that big three. And then you got Anthony Davis who's, who's hurt, and that's a big contributor, you know, when he's healthy. But he just misses a lot of games because, unfortunately, like, he just doesn't have the luck with his health. Yeah, we'll see where they end up in the playoffs. If they make it. Yeah, and I saw that came up on my ESPN app um, that LeBron was kind of outrageous to his teammates uh, on the bench. I guess he was, like, trying to wake them up or something. He was getting a little heated in the moment, but they said that LeBron was snapping out on his teammates. I mean, obviously some frustration from LeBron. I mean, at the age of 37, still carrying this busted Lakers team. I mean, come on. He's the only one doing anything. Yeah, I know, honestly. I would get made, too. Yeah, and he's still he's still hot. I, I completely don't blame him. So, let's kind of go over to the Milwaukee Bucks versus the Utah Jazz. The Milwaukee Bucks took down the Utah Jazz 117-111. to 111. Drew Holiday had 29 points. That's huge. Giannis Antetokounmpo had 30 points and 15 rebounds to get a double-double. I mean, he's still playing out of his mind. MVP race right there, Giannis Antetokounmpo. But... Chris Middleton had 23 points, and on the Utah Jazz end, Donovan Mitchell had 29 points and 8 assists, and Michael Conley had 29 points. That's kind of huge. And I just wanted to talk about Milwaukee's statistics. They had 45 total rebounds uh, overall as a team. That's that's huge. Yeah, those 29 points from Mike Conley were, were huge because— That's huge. From Michael Conley, because, too? Because he's been, he's been in a slump recently, and he has not— I think I saw yesterday it was 10 of his last 12 games— he scored in single digits in 10 of the last 12. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. I mean, so seeing him score 29 points, it was good last night for the Utah Jazz. The Bucks are the better team, in my opinion. I think Absolutely. I think that the Bucks are, the, are a better team than the Jazz. Absolutely. So, More experienced, yeah. So you know that they were going to get it done against the Jazz, uh, even on the road, because the Bucks are just such a good team. Absolutely. But I like with Utah. They're such a good outside scoring team, man. They just spark it up their from ball the outside. Movement, their ball movement is great. Oh, it's phenomenal, too. Yeah, I, I love the Utah Jazz, but, yeah, honestly, the Milwaukee Bucks are way more experienced, and honestly, I saw them getting the win regardless. Yeah, as much as I hate to say it, the Bucks are a better team. Right, I completely agree. So let's go over to another game we had go on last night, the Chicago Bulls versus Sacramento Kings. The Sacramento Kings beat the Chicago Bulls 112-103. to That's surprising to me. The Sacramento Kings beat the Chicago Bulls. DeMar DeRozan's still balling out. De'Aaron Fox had 34 points. DeMonte Sabonis had 22 on the Chicago Bulls, and DeMar DeRozan had 21, still in the MVP race, still hot. Zach Levine had 27 points, and Nikolai Vucevic had 23 points and 10 rebounds, knocking a double-double. I just wanted to go over to Sacramento Kings statistics from last night. They shot 47.6 field goal in total. From the three-point range, they shot 40.0%. They had 25 assists in total and 38 defensive rebounds. Ultimately, they got it done. And, dude, it shocked me. I didn't see Sacramento Kings pulling this one out against Chicago Bulls. Yeah, sh- Chicago surprisingly uh, took a loss to Sacramento, 112-103. Um, I thought it was a big game for De'Aaron Fox. He had 34 points. Oh, absolutely. Um, 
the the Chicago Bulls shooting twenty nine point four percent from three isn't gonna, get, gonna get isn't gonna get it done against a team that's shooting forty percent from three. Yep. No. 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 And I just thought that I didn't think that the Bulls played an awful game, but I think Sacramento just played the better game. Yeah, they just played better and they got it done as a team. And I did not see them coming out pulling out this win against no, the Chicago not, Bulls. Not at all. I mean, that's crazy. But so let's go over to another game that was last night: the Golden State Warriors versus the Washington Wizards. All right, as soon as I'm as soon as I'm saying this, I'm taking the Warriors on this one. But the Golden State Warriors did beat the Washington Wizards one twenty six to one twelve. Steph Curry was hot last night. Got forty seven on his birthday. On his birthday, cooking on shout, his birthday. Shout out to Chef Curry. Clay Thompson had twenty points. Jordan Poole had twenty points. Your boys on your fantasy still hot. Um, and then. Over on the Washington Wizards end, you had Porzingis with 25 points, and then you have Contavious Caldwell-Pope with 19. And then I just wanted to go over to Golden State Warrior statistics last night as a team. From the field goal, they shot 53.6%. And from the free throw, they shot 81.8%. And 44 total rebounds as a team. They got it done. Yeah, and for Golden State, having Draymond Green back was a huge piece. Huge. Huge to have him back. You know that he always contributes in a big way. And Steph having 47 points last night. Jordan Poole, what do you have, 20? Yeah, yeah, 20, 20 yeah, still hot. Clay yep. Thompson. Clay Thompson, 20 points, getting 20 back points. in his groove. Yeah. You know, that, big, that's a huge sight. Big 38 points the other night. So, yeah. I think the Warriors are starting to get back on track. They were on a little bit of a slow spurt for a little bit. They were in a little bit of a slump. But uh, yeah, having sure. Draymond Green back and everything is going to help them tremendously. Tremendously, and it's gonna, a big piece. They're going to get right back on track and be a top team in the West. Now, Sean. I know you have Draymond on your fantasy team. Do you know how many minutes he played last night? Because I know you were saying they were they were saying uh, reports were saying that he was going to play twenty twenty five minutes last night. He played twenty minutes last night. He played twenty minutes last night. Twenty minutes. Yeah. Yeah. And what was his stats? Do you know? He had six points, six assists, seven rebounds. So honestly, that's not bad. I mean, all sixes. And he uh, came off the bench too. Yeah, so. coming off the bench. Yeah, with the second unit, and you know, only playing twenty minutes. I mean, that's kind of huge. He just has that leadership that helps the Warriors out so much. Just having him in your locker room is just gonna be so much better for them. Absolutely, he's the Warriors' defensive anchor and one of their second main facilitators. I mean, on that team, other than Steph Curry, you know what I mean. Um, so he helps out them on the facilitating load on on the Golden State Warriors. Um, so let's go over to the other game last night. We had the Spurs versus Minnesota. Minnesota beat the San Antonio Spurs 149-139. to Carl Anthony Towns, a historical night, dropping 60 points with 17 rebounds. His career high in points. Huge game. Huge game, I mean, for Cat. I mean, he's been balling. So Patrick Beverly had 20 points and 8 assists. Huge game from Pat Bev. Um, on the San Antonio Spurs side, DeJounte Murray, my boy, my man, favorite player in the league right now, as you know, on previous episodes, too. That's my boy. Jante mm-hmm. Murray had 30 points and 12 assists. Got it done. Kelton Johnson had 34 points. He was our leading scorer for San Antonio. And he also had eight rebounds. I just want to shed some light over at Minnesota statistics for last night. From the field goal, they shot 57.8%. From three-point, they shot 51.5%. From free throw, they shot 87.5%. And they had 40 total rebounds as a team last night. Yeah, Minnesota has been playing great as a team. They're a top. They're they're about to be a top team in the West for years to come. They're a young core for sure. Um, they're in the. They have a good chance to be in the playoffs this year, and yeah. they have had a huge rise up this year in the West. And they are such a better team this year. And having Anthony Edwards in the second year, 
um, rising a rising star in this league. Honestly, yeah, Anthony Edwards. He's I mean he's a bucket, dude. He's he's much improved this year. He For was a sure. bucket last year, and he's much improved this year. And they're just they just got a bright future, and Minnesota is going to be um, pretty good in the next couple of years. I completely agree, Sean. So let's go over to our other game last night. We had the Atlanta Hawks versus the Portland Trailblazers. Atlanta Hawks beat the Portland Trailblazers 122-113. to Trey Young had 46 points. Ice Trey in the veins, man. And he had 12 assists to match a double-double. DeAndre Hunter had 20 points. I got that guy on my fantasy. Good, good sign to see him turn up last night. And on the Portland Trailblazers side, Brandon Williams also got him on my fantasy. He had to scoop him up. He has no pitcher, but he's been balling, man. He's been playing that start spot with Simons out. Um, so he's been getting a lot of minutes. So he had 20 points and 6 assists. Josh Hart also had a good night, 31 points, 7 rebounds. He's been hot. And on the Atlanta Hawks side, I just wanted to bring up some statistics. So from free throw, they shot 93.8%, and they had 28 assists total as a team. Ultimately, Atlanta got it done last night, Sean. Yeah, Atlanta, have, they've won three in a row. They've been on a hot streak of, as of late. Been balling. They they started off the season very bad, and they just weren't the team that they were last year. They didn't have that firepower again. And I just ultimately think that um, lately they've been playing very well, and they have a shot to um, stay in the playoff race and be in the playoffs again this year. Right, Sean, I completely agree. So let's go over to the Cleveland Cavaliers versus Los Angeles Clippers game. The Cleveland Cavaliers beat the Los Angeles Clippers 120 to 111. Evan Mobley had 30 points. He's he's been huge for the for the Cleveland Cavaliers, man. Darius Garland, your boy, I know you like him. 20 24 points and 13 assists, the Nazi double-double, and on the Los Angeles Clippers end, Zubac had 24 points and 14 rebounds to get a double-double. That's huge. Terrence Mann had 18 points and 10 rebounds to get a double-double. And on the Cleveland Cavaliers end, I just wanted to bring up some of their statistics. From the field goal, they shot 47.7%. From the outside, three-point, they shot 50.0%. They had 49 total rebounds as a team and 37 defensive rebounds. Honestly, the Cleveland Cavaliers got it done last night, Sean. Darius Garland's a bucket, that's why. He is a bucket. Darius Garland's definitely a bucket, and um, he always helps the Cleveland Cavaliers get it done. Uh, big night from the rookie, Ivan Mobley. Um, Mobley's been hot, he, dude. Yeah, dude, I don't, I don't know. Like, I don't know who my rookie of the year is. Yeah, he's been it's sparking tough. it. It's tough. Between, it is like, tough. Him, it's between him, Cade. I know, I know, it's a tough race right now, but Wagner, I think I'm gonna take. Yeah, like I don't. I think I'm gonna take Mobley. Race. Though he's just been balling, man. I don't know. I mean, I don't. I don't know who I would take right now. Maybe Cade. Maybe Cade. Sure. Yeah, I, know. I know it's definitely that de- definitely up in the racing. Yeah, but Mobley Mobley always helps the Cavs win too. So the Cavs are a great young team, and just imagine if they had Colin Sexton. I mean, they'd be an even better team. Oh yeah, he's gonna be a huge piece uh, when he comes back from his injury. Um, so let's go go over to another game we had last night. The Charlotte Hornets versus the Oklahoma City Thunder. The Charlotte Hornets beat the Oklahoma City Thunder 134-116. to Scary Terry had 30 points. Big 30-piece for Rozier. <laughs> He's been balling, man. Miles Bridges had 27 points, and LaMelo Ball had 21 points and 7 assists. And on the Oklahoma City Thunder's end, Shea Gillius-Alexander had 32 points and 8 rebounds. Darius Baisley, who has been balling for them, he had 25 points. And on the Charlotte Hornets and I just want to bring up some of their statistics as a team. They shot 53.3% from field goal, 
from the outside, they shot 57.1 from three-point, and they had 33 assists in total for a team. Honestly, Charlotte got it done last night. Charlotte's easily the better team. Um, Shea has been balling since after the All-Star break. Oh, yeah. I think he's been averaging around like 33 or 32 points a game. He's just been balling. Yeah, guys honestly have been hooping. But um, Charlotte easily has the better team. Mikel Bridges had 27 points. Lamelo Ball had 21 points. Rozier had 30. Just to correct you real quick, Sean, you said Mikel. It's Miles Bridges. Miles Bridges I got that yeah, mixed yeah, up last yeah, night, yeah, too. Yeah, Miles Bridges. I was Bridges. writing down some statistics. I, I don't know how I can forget Mikel, but Miles Bridges, yeah. And um, ba- Baisley had 25, and Gilgis had Gilgis Alexander had 32. 32, that was huge. I mean, so I, and then the rest of the people did nothing really. So I'm, I don't know how to pronounce this guy's name, but he had 17 off the bench. So, oh, okay. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how to pronounce. So his ultimately, name. a great win from the Charlotte Hornets, and uh, and they got it done as a team. <laughs> yeah, they're the better team. So I kind of just wanted to shift our focus over to the MLB season. The start of the season, it says that it's going to start April 7th. I just want to talk a little about the Phillies. Um, I mean, honestly, I'm popping this question to you, Sean. How do you feel about, do you think Bryce is going to have another MVP year? I do, I do. Um, I think Bryce is pumped up for this season. Honestly, you see him working already yeah, on this I think game. Pu- I think he's pumped up. I think he's ready for the season. I think he's ready to get things going, and I think he just wants to bring a championship here, man. I think that's all he wants. I think all he wants is a championship, and I think um, he's trying to get talent around him, as we're going to talk a little bit later about free agency. Um, I think that he just needs some more talent around him. Signing somebody like Chris Bryan or Kyle Schwarber. <laughs> I was actually going to talk about would, that, Sean. Would, would be awesome for – Yeah, there's just, been talks. We just had to give Harper some help. I mean – Honestly, that's all he needs. We, he needs we, some help, man. He's yeah, he's looking he's looking to carry us. We dude. Need, a new, need some help. We need a new outfielder and um I think Bryce is ready for another MVP season. I think he's ready to lead us um back to the postseason this season. I completely agree, Sean. I'm so excited to see the ba- baseball has came back and I'm so excited to see some of the games on April seventh. Um I just wanted to talk about Mike Trout. There's been some reports saying that Mike Trout is hundred percent ready to come back for the new season. Fans should be really happy about that. I mean, seeing Trout back on the field. I'm very excited to see Trout back on the field. Um, one of my favorite players. He's he's going to go down as one of the greatest of all time, Absolutely. if not the greatest. Um, so having him back on the field and back with LA. LA has a very good team, um, and he can help them make the playoffs this year. Um, after being out most of the season, basically all of the season last year. So I think Trout's ready to come back, and I can't wait to see him back on the field. So I kind of just wanted to talk a little about a former Philly, Andrew McCutch, McCutcheon. He agreed to a one-year deal with the Brewers. I mean, this is a nice move for the Brewers. Brewers, a postseason team ma- mainly every year. Um, they got to get Christian Yelich back in the, his MVP Yeah, form he's got to like bounce they, back, man. They got to get him back into his MVP form again. Um, they have a great bullpen, and they have a good starting rotation. For sure. And they have some hitters, and having – Adding Andrew McCutcheon is going to be big for them. It's, it's no, another outfielder for them uh, to play with Christian Yelich out there. I'm not sure who their other outfielder is. Yeah, I'm not too sure off the top of my head. But um, he's going to help them back in the outfield. And um, I thought he did very well for the Phillies last year. I mean, good. So MLB free agency. Jarrett, the Phillies got to make some moves. They do. Who do you want to who do you want the Phillies to sign? I wouldn't mind signing Chris Bryant. I know he's close to Bryce Harper too, so might as well bring in that chemistry. Yeah, I think bringing in Chris Bryant, you could put him in the outfield. The Sixers or not the Sixers, the Phillies need another outfielder um, to help with Harper. Um, the Phillies 
trying to get back into the playoff race. They haven't made the playoffs since 2011. Um, that's not good. It's been a, it's been a while. We're only right behind, them, I believe, the Mariners for the longest streak or something like that. So right. uh, the Phillies, they just got to get back on track. Um, they got to get back in their winning contention like they were years ago. Um, and it all starts with helping Harper out. You got to get another star in here. You got to try to help them out. And I think the Phillies bringing in Chris Bryant or uh, Kyle Schwarber would be great for the Phillies. And I think they got to um, they got to get it done soon. Yeah, they do. They need to provide Bryce Harper with some help, man. I mean, he's been carrying a load. I mean, for us, you know what I mean. We got to bring in the man some help. The season's right around the corner. You got to. We got to. It is. Got to do something so he can get his spring training workout in and everything. We got to get our guys in. Yeah, and Sean, I know you're leaving for Florida tomorrow. I'm leaving um, tomorrow. Yep. Hopefully, you might see that one, that one uh, game. Yeah, I don't. I don't. You I'm don't not know sure yet. how many. It's still up in the air. Yeah, I'm not sure how many games are I'm going to be able to make, but I'll definitely be at one where I'll be at in the back looking at practice or something like that. Right. Ho- I mean, hopefully that would be huge for you to catch uh, at least one spring training game. I mean, that's, you know, it'd be phenomenal to watch. It's always I mean? the best. Yeah, so I hope for the best for you, Sean. So I kind of wanted to shift our focus over to some little NFL talk. Um, so a little NFL rumors with Deshaun Watson, ah, Deshaun Watson saying that he rejected Eagles and he has his eyes on the Saints or Panthers. It's fine by me. I don't want him. It's fine by me. I, Bring in my boy Hertz. Come back, man. Hertz is my QB. That's all I care about. Yes, um, sir. Deshaun Watson is a great player. I wouldn't mind having him. Um, but I don't want any of that drama. I want Jalen Hurts to be our QB. Led us to the playoffs in his first season, and I think he's the guy for the Eagles going forward. Give him another season. Don't give up on him too early because the guy's only going to get better. For sure, Sean. I love Jalen Hurts' worth ethic, man. He's, you know, a phenomenal talent, and I can't wait for him to come back and, you know, continue to be great for another season. Big having Jason Kelsey come back, too. Nelson yeah, Jason Kelsey back come for back for another, another season. I uh, sang the national anthem last <laughs> night. Yeah, I kind of <laughs> want to talk about that. I mean, you know, uh, <laughs> stick to football. <laughs> yeah, stick to football. I, lo- I love you, Jason Kelsey, but I know singing the national anthem in the Wells Fargo Center was not it last yeah. night. But I also want to talk about the GOAT of football coming back, announcing his return. You, um, knew he, you knew he wasn't gone. Yeah, I knew he couldn't retire. I mean, let's all be honest with ourselves. Tom Brady obviously still has a lot left in the tank, still playing at an impressive level in his career. I mean, you knew the man couldn't sit back and just watch you know, other players play. He had to get back in there. I knew, I knew he was going to come out. He said that seven chips weren't enough. He needs more. Wasn't enough. He's, he wants to continue that legacy of being the GOAT. He said there's more to accomplish. What, what more is there to accomplish <laughs> for him? He's so great, Tom Brady. Got to give him the credit where credit is due, man. The good yeah. football. And Tampa Bay, their their odds to win the Super Bowl went from way out to right back in one time. Yeah, Brady once Tom back. Brady announced that he's coming back. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that is going to wrap up our episode of Thread the Needle, episode four today, posting every week on Spotify. You guys have a good one.